0: introverted noise. Oh up, yeah, daddy. Let's
1: do it. out to the right. Five seconds to go in the first half. Dante fires deep to the left. Moss caught it at the 11, but now he finds it! Oh, look at this. It to oh, Williams! My.
2: Touchdown! you got to be
0: Right and welcome back to another edition of the Climbing the Pocket Podcast. I am your host Jason Brown. You can find me on Twitter at brownjason. And I feel like I keep saying this, so I might need to get another way to start the show. It's a special edition, different edition, but it's a it's a it's special edition because we have a, a new host joining us today. He can't really talk, but you might hear him in the background. He's hanging out with wide receiver one Miles Gorham. We got Zay. Making his official pod debut. You've probably heard him in the background, but he can't say much to you right now. But holding Zay, holding it down, doing some work from home, podcasting, doing all the stuff all at once. Miles, my man, how you doing? How you been? I'm good,
2: man. I'm just living that dad life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> living the dad life, doing it all, and that is what we love to hear. And uh we are winding down the off season. Pre week four is here. where did August, where did August go? I don't know. I'm trying to really figure out where the summer went this year, because I feel like we got a couple weeks where it was like hella hot and then fall just decided it was time. Yeah. And like hoodie season is back already. I love, and we're not I even love hoodie love,
2: season. Though, so I, think, I mean, I do
0: love hoodie season. It, it might be the best season, but like right. I do kind of like summer, too. But, you know, with hoodie season comes football. And so we're going to talk about a little bit of it today not going to go too crazy talking about, you know, this fourth preseason game. We talked a little bit on the episode that we released a couple days ago about some players who are on the bubble playing their way in. If you want to hear some more of Miles' thoughts on who those guys are, check out the last episode we did with Matt Anderson. But in this episode, we are going to talk a little bit. It's going to be a little bit of a different episode because uh, we had some lost footage, some footage that had to be recovered or some lost recordings, I guess, would be more accurate. That, uh, that had to be recovered. We had to go dig deep in the vault to get them out. But that content is too good for me to have just let it go by the wayside. So we're going to reuse some of that. Uh, but Before we get all the way there, Miles, I need to get your thoughts, your takes, because we've been talking about a lot of things. We've been diving deep into what's going on with these Vikings. Uh, but I still don't know how you really feel this team is going to be, what you think they're going to look like, what you think the record's going to be. They're going to be a playoff team. What's it going to be looking like for our Minnesota Vikings as we get things actually kicked off for real? Man,
2: this team is really hard to gauge. I mean, a couple of years ago, I think, you know, back in 2017 when they went 13-3, and I think you looked at that roster and you're like, all right, they have a lot of young talent. Um, but now a lot of that young talent isn't so young anymore. Uh, so I don't know where this team really lies. Like, I think it's really easy to say eight and eight, you know, uh, nine and seven, seven and eight, all those ranges. I think that's always really easy because it's safe and it's pretty consistent with uh, <laughs> the way Vegas uh, ranks most teams. But I, I believe that the team's going to be ten and six. I think they have a they have a good enough all around team. I think they've they've done enough to help the offense and they've done enough with the coaching staff to help the offense and the offensive line and all that, to, um To help themselves out and score more points, be more explosive on offense. Um, I think right now, my biggest worry really is how much, how the defense is going to look. Because like I said, a lot of those, those key, those key, uh, stars from 2017 were on the defensive side of the ball. You know, a lot of those guys are in their early thirties now, their late twenties, early thirties, and they're kind of hitting past just past that prime. And I'm curious to see how they play now. I mean, they really needed, you know, a guy like Mike Hughes. You really hoped he um, wouldn't have kind of got hurt. There's my dog, too, Teddy. Boy, Miles got it all going over there. We got <laughs> Man, Teddy, Teddy we got Zay, and
0: now we got Teddy in here making, well, not, none of them making their debut, but making the, the official.
2: Someone at the door, Miles? Someone bringing What got Teddy all wound up? Anybody walking by the house, man, he, he's got, he's got to protect. He's got to protect Zayd at, at all costs. Hey, you know, so. we'll
0: take it. We will take it. So, really, for what you're saying, then, is that your 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 fear, what your concerns are, what a lot of people have been calling out, which is the uh, the defense is getting a little bit older, and uh, yeah, maybe there's some concerns with how they're going to look. Some players might be in decline. Xavier Rhodes did not depth, look great in depth? the last game, Ooh, but maybe he right. wasn't trying. Who knows? A lot, I can a lot see of that. Too. Like, it just didn't look like he was trying full speed, but then you have the broadcast being like, oh, wow, yeah. is, does he have a hitch in his giddy up? What's going on there? You're like, is he hurt? And uh, yeah, I am not really sure what to think about that one. But Linval hasn't played. He's been nicked up uh this offseason. Everson is getting a little bit older. Uh hope the hope is, I mean, he's been playing well. The hope is that he can he can uh, turn back time and get back to what we expect. But you're right, there's a lot of uh these are the staples, we'll call them, that are getting a little bit older. What I will say to that is that Flip, uh, released an episode, not this week. I want to say it was, uh, last week, where he does get down, uh, on Zimmer's youth and, and some of the players that, uh, that we should be more excited about that Zimmer has been developing and the track record that we have of developing maybe unknown players and turning them into stars on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and, and it, it, it made me get a little less nervous about, you know, that aging defense and, uh, maybe a little bit more hopeful about, you know, what's to come with uh with, with some of these young guys out here that maybe we have yet to really give our full attention to.
2: Yeah, that was that was giving me my next point was you really need to see we need to see a new group of stars take over the defense. I mean, obviously Daniel Hunter is already up there. He's already like, you know, that rising star. He's he's had that breakout season. Um you hope Anthony Barr and Eric Hendricks can take that next step too. Um, you're hoping guys like Steven Weathery, um, Afadi those guys can take that, le- that step. Um, the cornerback positions really were, I'm not sure of for the fact that like, I believe in Mackenzie Alexander as in the nickel corner, because I believe he's got all the talent and abilities finally bought in. Um, Trey Waynes to me though. I mean, I know people have talked about how he's gotten better every year, but I mean, I, has he, I mean, every year he's just constantly been asked to to cover number two receivers and um, and yet still here he is not, he's still giving up plays. He's still giving up receptions. He's not shutting those guys down. Um, so if they're going to try to ask him to be a little bit more of a top end corner, cause he's asking, he's going to be asking for that kind of money. Um, we haven't seen that yet. It's not to me. Everyone wants to make, wants to make it about roads, um, which I believe he needs to have, have a better season, but I believe Trey Waynes needs to step up as well. Cause Mike Hughes is, you know, once he's healthy, he's going to be ready and waiting and wanting to take that spot over. Um, so that's kind of where I sit with that. Um, that, that depth really Bless you, man. Um, Bless you, little man. Really worries me there. <laughs> but, yeah, the the depth there is what worries me, obviously, because of Holton Hills suspension and then Mike Hughes' injury. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not – I believe flipped made some really good points on his pod, um, but there are still some concerns as well. You wanna You want to see Mike Zimmer – you want him to you want to see his true identity of this defense and his coaching style take over because that's what he's here for is to, the defense. So if the defense is hurting a little bit in terms of depth or, you know, top end players, his coaching and his scheme should really take over and help elevate some players. And I just want to make sure that we see that this year. Yeah.
0: So obviously flip gave his take and, and listeners, if you're not checking out 15 minutes with flip, it's coming out every two weeks, this off season may look to wind up the intensity a little bit more as the season comes into play. But if you're not listening to it, make sure you do. It's a perfect uh, length to listen on your commute into work. And, you know, Flip brings that optimism that sometimes you may, you, maybe you don't get from like a, a pocket protectors or some of the other shows. Flip is always looking for the silver lining. So it's definitely something you want to check out there. But Miles, Flip gave his people that, that he was thinking would be some of the folks that might step up as we move forward. Uh, for you, who is a, a young player or maybe an unheralded player that you think might be someone who quote unquote comes out of nowhere and surprises and and becomes one of those new cornerstone pieces in a Mike Zimmer defense as we, as we roll into 2019.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, for me, I think it's really gotta be um, Jalen Holmes. I think he's that guy that um, he has the ability to be a three tech. He's finally getting that. He's had a full year under his belt to kind of learn the role. Um, But I think he could be that guy who, who can come in and um, and really take over at the three tech position that I, I'm i not going to call him Sheldon Richardson by any means, but they've been looking for the consistent three tech that can be a, a disruptor on um, and, and get, gain penetration and passing downs and uh, rush the passer from the inside. And um, I'm hoping he can really be that guy. My other guy would be um, Afadio Denebo. He's really – he's re- looked really good. I've seen some people even say they believe he's better than Weatherly, which I think is a step right now because of what we saw <laughs> Weatherly do last year. Um, but in a in a real life in real live game action, when he stepped in for Everson Griffin, um, we haven't seen Afadi do that yet. But I believe he has the ability to to possibly really rotate and be a um, a big contributor on this defense. All right,
0: all right. So from your perspective, yeah. defense, uh, you know, maybe there's some young guys who can step up, make us feel less nervous about you know the lack of, of proven depth that we do have. Uh, and, and you're feeling like this team can uh, can still be you know a contending team. Uh, A team that is, you you gave me a range. You gave me a range of outcomes there, which, you know, is fair if you were on the Pocket Protection (laughs) Podcast, but you aren't. So I need you to lock me in right now. What are you committing to as our win total? And then where do you see this season ending for the Vikings? So are we, you know, is it like last year? We're disappointed. We're not making the playoffs. Oh my God, this guy's falling. Are we getting to the playoffs? And maybe making it through a couple of rounds. Are we hoisting the Lombardi at the end of the season? What does the end of this year look like in, in Miles Gorham's look into his crystal ball? <laughs>
2: um, in that range of outcomes, I believe they will be just a little bit better than that. I think they're going to be 10 and six. I think they're going to um, win the NFC North. I think it'll be, it'll come down to one of the last games of the season, regular season um, where my, I hate to be the pessimist, but I believe that it'll end in like them losing in the divisional round of the playoffs.
0: Okay.
2: Mm. Yeah, Isaiah agrees agrees too. He's like, I think so too. But to me, I think we are really at that point though. And I, I mean, I know every team says this at this point of the season. It really should be Super Bowl or bust. Um, they the way that they've just gone out and spent all kinds of mo- crazy money, and they've gone out and gone, gotten guys like Gary Kubiak to come in and Rick Dennison to help the offense. Um, bring in ob- we, the obvious situation with Kirk Cousins, Mike Zimmer's sixth th- season. There really isn't any more excuses of, well, you know, this and this happened. Like I, it doesn't matter to, and it shouldn't matter anymore. Um, it really should be like Super Bowl or bust, um, and we should be disappointed with anything less than the Super Bowl because of everything that they've done and committed to, to making sure that they can get to that point. We seem to see them do it.
0: All right. That's fair. All right, Miles, the last thing I want to get from you here before, uh, actually, well, there's really two things and, you know, we'll decide how this all, you know, clips together once the show is all said and done. But, uh, you had some really strong words to say in, in the, the hidden files, the lost files, the newly recovered files that, uh, that we're, we're going to re-release or release for the first time with this episode about the kicking situation and then you know you've you brought it up a couple times since but what are your thoughts on mike zimmer saying his level of frustration or concern is high and uh you know the special teams you know coach coming out and saying you know he's disappointed with kind of where things are and it's unacceptable what are your final thoughts on the kicking situation as we uh yeah, we're recording here as we are about to roll into the, the, the final preseason game. Their hope is that we get a lot of situations where these guys get to go out and make kicks. But what are your final thoughts as it pertains to, yeah, the kicker, the punter, the other kicker, the other punter, maybe Chad Beebe as the holder. <laughs> Let me know what your thoughts are on, on how this all played out. And, um, yeah. How do
2: you think – what we should
0: take away from this maybe as a fan base or, or the front office as we move forward?
2: I mean, so to start that the, your last question, the fan base and the front office, I don't think anything's going to change under Rick. I mean, he's going to keep spending draft capital to to try to fi- fix the special teams unit, which unit, which I, I find is an issue. I mean, we've seen some of the best players that they've had at the positions were undrafted guys or free agents, guys that they just went and picked up. Um, so <laughs> – Stop spending draft capital on specialists. I mean, I, th- I think it should be pretty clear at this point. Um, my, you, you guys know my whole thing. My whole issue is they spent a fifth-round pick on this guy, uh, Vedvik, which, fine, if you're going to go do that, you better be committed to this guy being one or the other of the position. My issue was – one of my biggest issues was that they went out and got this guy and spent, draft like, decent draft capital to do it, because they felt it was that important to fix and then they brought him here not knowing which spot he was going to take and then not knowing which spot he's going to take my other issue is they still don't know which spot he's going to take because they're not cutting him there's they they like Rick knows how stupid he's going to look if they cut him uh at this point and don't give him an opportunity and i think the the best way they can try to hide him right now is keep Dan Bailey and make him the punter Um, that's, I mean, everything we've seen, it sounds like he's a, he's a solid punter. I don't fully know. It sounds like he's going to get a chance to punt tonight, uh, in the last preseason game, but, um, that's where my biggest issue is. They still, they still haven't, I don't even think they know in their heads how it's going to play out, even though they, they know that they need to keep, keep this guy because they spent the capital on him. So. Uh, matt wilde pretty much is is going to get cut after tonight i feel He's like pretty that, much i feel like that's for- the
0: only thing they know right now is like man we we spent draft capital on this guy right. so uh yeah. we need to keep him on the team not really sure how we're gonna do that but we probably need to figure out a way to do that but uh ladies right. and gentlemen uh, we have a bit of breaking news and we're gonna see if this breaking news actually turns into breaking news uh sexy prince have you joined us have you made it are you here are you on the line can we hear you yeah man you know, you know oh, how man. I do oh, my by goodness. the way to, to make it even clear. if it's for a
1: little bit. All
0: right. Well, we are throwing you right in here because we are wrapping things up, but well, we couldn't end this episode without the sexy Prince. Ladies and gentlemen, man. needed to let you know, uh, QB1 will not be joining us today. QB1 is actually uh, you know, doing some coaching. So, you know, he's out there living. The man lives. He breathes. He eats football. He's out there doing that right now but we're soldiering on. We got QB3 for you right now. Hopefully you don't get cut today like never mind. Taxi Prince, uh talk to me, man. Um Miles already gave me his record prediction, but not just record for prediction for kind of the regular season, but also how he sees the the season ending for us. So we have the regular we have the regular season record prediction, but then Miles is letting me know, are we making the playoffs? If we make the playoffs, are we making it deep in the playoffs, one and done, Super Bowl? So that's what I need from you. I need you to break down for me what is going to happen this season, Minnesota Vikings, what is the record going to be?
1: Uh, right now I still have a record of about 9-7, uh, excuse me. Um, I do have them seeking in as a wild card. Um, At the, the level with
0: – Oh, no, Yinka, you, you, you joined us. You're a little choppy right now. If you okay. can start that, can you guys over. hear me? All good. You're 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 back, and and yes, there you go. You're in stereo and sounding good.
1: All right, wonderful. So I do have the Vikings at nine and seven right now. Um, I do think that they are a fringe playoff team, so I'm going to put them into the playoffs. But I do think they're a one and done team. I just don't think that they have the um the pieces quite in place to definitely make it so that like yeah, they're one of the most feared teams. Uh, I still have hesitancy about Kirk Cousins. Um, I don't feel like the offense is where it needs to be despite having I think the, play, the playmakers to make it happen. I think special teams continues to be kind of a, a thing that will forever curse this um, franchise. <clears throat> um, but you know, there are some good things that are happening. You still have to the two top uh, wide receivers or two, the top wide receiver tandem in the league. Um, you do have really good running backs. Uh, you know, I think that the tight end uh, is is stable. The tight end situation is stable. Um So you do have some good things going. You have an upgrade in the offensive line, and you still have a good defense with Zim at at the helm. It just feels as if this doesn't quite seem like a team that I'm excited for, whereas I feel like even with Kirk Cousins coming in last year, I feel like there was still a little bit of excitement because you're coming off a 13-3 season, uh, you know, new quarterback, shiny new quarterback, all that stuff have a lot of the same players in place, but this year it just doesn't, I don't feel the excitement around the team just yet. And, you know, with spending draft capital on a kicker and it just feels as if everyone's operating off of desperation. Whereas I would much rather us to operate off of excitement and just like this exhilaration to enter into the season and knowing, Hey, from top to bottom, this is a team that can contend with anybody. And I just don't feel that we can, I feel like we'll beat the teams. We should again, um and then we will probably lose more games than we should against teams that we you know we have to step up our and elevate our game a little bit more so so uh, i think there we're still a fringe playoff team 9 and 7 um uh, but i'm i'm definitely uh, hoping that we can you know push into that 10 and 6 and 11 and 5 range but for right now i believe it's 9 and 7 well,
0: all right yinka thank you for joining us and and adding in that bit of flavor to this year episode you will be hearing from Yinka again shortly, ladies and gentlemen, because, uh, as I said at the beginning, we are going to be pulling in some of the footage, uh, some of the recordings that were lost that we just were able to get from, uh, from, from tech support not too long ago. And, uh, you'll hear how Yinka feels about the voyage. So, um, yeah, that's it for now. Uh, we will catch all of you, uh, soon. Yeah. I hope everyone has a great long weekend and, uh, we are almost there. We've almost made it. The real games are almost back. We will talk to you soon. Have a good one. What's going on, y'all? Jason here. Uh, this first clip is Miles and the crew giving their thoughts on the Viking signing of Kari Vednik from a couple weeks back. Enjoy. Once again, the team for whom we cheer, the, the Minnesota Vikings, have invested draft capital. Again. Again, into the, I don't even know, kicker, punter, holder.
2: We don't even know. What we it don't is. know. And they don't, I'm interested. They don't,
0: they don't even know. Are we sure? Yeah. So, Miles, just tell me. What, what's going on? What is your perspective? Give us a recap of what's going on with this kicking situation and your general thoughts on what it is the team is doing with, uh, with Kari Vednik, the uh, Norwegian slash Nigerian kicker <laughs> that they brought mm-hmm. in. Maybe kick, kick.
2: Maybe
1: go.
2: I don't know. What's going on, Miles? I mean, so it's not – I'm not upset with the fact that they went out and tried to upgrade the specialist position. See, Isaiah's not happy about it either. Um, so I'm not, I'm not upset with the fact that they went out and they're like, hey, we need to make sure we, – we need to upgrade some of these positions that we currently have because they're not good enough. That's not a problem to me. My biggest problem is this man – is he's not a rookie. I mean, technically, he's considered a rookie, but he was in a league last year. He went undrafted in 2018, was with the Ravens, didn't kick in the regular season, punt or kick at all. So last year, he wasn't worth anything besides a what is he on the practice squad? Now, now apparently, he's worth a fifth round pick, but he's never, but he's never kicked in the nfl right now like but now like if he was a rookie i mean i i might even understand that a little bit like the man was in the league last year but didn't play well to
0: be fair there was like an an incident in east baltimore and he got like jumped or something and so i think that the injuries from that maybe allowed them to to slide him onto ir or something I'm, i'm not gonna lie people just your full disclosure here there was a limited amount of research done into this whole new kicker person. If you'd like a know, real deep dive anybody. into who he is and where he came from, I would suggest tuning in to either Lockdown Vikings or Norse Code, where Luke and Arif both go super deep into the kicker and the background and all of that stuff.
2: Well, he, that He's not the kicker. Here. He might be the punter. We don't know. Yes.
0: The, the that, unknown that, that, specialist. That's,
2: yes. That's another part of my issue is they – the problem is, and and Zim Zim might not even really been a part of this transaction. It sounds like it was Mar- Marwan Malouf and Rick Spielman and you know those guys more than it might have been like Rick or Zim himself, because it really doesn't seem like they they brought him in knowing what they, he was going to be. I think they brought him in thinking whichever job he takes he can have. Uh, whoever whoever plays worse between Bailey and Weil, uh he'll he'll just be that guy. That's a problem for me. But at the same time, like what <laughs> like my my biggest issue too is I then seeing seeing fans and seeing people on Twitter react of oh my god, this is such a great move. But nobody knows anything about this guy. Like, yeah, he he he's been good in preseason. That's cool. Like awesome. But like he's positionless. Nobody knows anything really about him. Just because he was with the Ravens, that means he's gonna be automatically like a Pro Bowl Caliber specialist and then and now all all of a sudden too like some people are like well they might have just brought him in to be competition like what (laughs) was our punting even bad was Was our
0: punting bad last year because when you go look at the the stats it looks like our punting was 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 all right no
2: no we bad i don't know our it sounds like they're not satisfied with wild but like he's not a bad pretty middle of the road in
0: that in that regard
2: so, I really, I, what, so my biggest, my biggest issue besides trading the fifth now is everybody, everybody's so confident in this move. Like, we haven't seen this same move from Rick for the last six, what, six years or whatever that, that is. Like, he spent the most draft capital on specialists of any team in however many years that was, basically since 2013, when they are 2012, when they drafted, uh, Blair Walsh. And then the next year it got uh, Jeff Locke. None of like my issue is we're supposed to make, we're supposed to believe that this, this move now is the move, like the right move when he spent all that capital on specialists before, and none of those players are on the team anymore. Like to me, if you're going to spend draft capital on a specialist, that guy better be on your team for five, you know, two to three to five years. Like, but that hasn't happened. So I, (laughs) So why am I supposed I just don't understand why I'm supposed to be confident in this move. People tell me all oh, the Ravens developed him, the Ravens discovered him. So that means we don't have to worry about him anymore. It's like, I mean, he still going to get coached up by the Vikings and what the Vikings want him to do, not what the Ravens want him to do. So it's we're not bringing the Ravens coaches with us. So I, I just don't understand why I'm supposed to feel so confident in this move. Okay. Miles fired up. Jr. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't yeah, even I mean- be that fired up, but. I'm sick of wasting draft capital on things that just end
1: no, up being. I feel you. Nothing.
0: I feel you. JR, what are your thoughts here? Spending draft capital on kickers.
1: Less than, less than, less than Don't nothing. Don't spend I should say. draft capital on specialists.
0: What up? It's Jason back again. Uh, here we have the crew, led by Yinka, aka the Saxy Prince, giving their take on the voyage. I know that uh, that you were watching yesterday, and so I'm very interested. We got episode two of the voyage. What were your thoughts, man? Uh, thus far, I think we've had two episodes. We're closing in on about thirty minutes of show. Uh, what are your thoughts on on what they did in the second episode of the show?
1: Um, you know when you go to the grocery store and you you know you go to go look at the, the the poultry and all that stuff, and then you you look in there and something looks delectable, looks like, you know, frozen chicken, right? And then you think about you're going to go home, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna season it, you're going to wash it, you're going to season it, you're going to put it into the oven, you might bake it, do all the things that you might do it, and it's going to taste delicious, right? So imagine if you took that chicken out of its wrapping And just started to eat.
2: (laughs) No seasoning.
1: Wash it at all. Nothing. That is what what the voyage is to me, y'all. It's the Vikings literally went to the grocery store. They picked up the chicken. They put it on the dinner table. And they're like, here, y'all. Dinner is served. When I watch, oh hold other, up,
0: hold up, hold 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 I mean, so are, are you, you, you saying that the voyage made you violently ill?
1: It's it's just so it's it's, it's bland <laughs> to the point that it's okay. So
0: I mean, they at least cooked the chicken then, because
1: it's, no, the, the chicken's still
0: Okay, well, it seems like you're not alone on this one. So, Jr. Yeah. Are you with Prince on this one? The, the, the chicken is undercooked. You're not really feeling what's going on with the voyage on this. Uh, now that we're two episodes in.
1: Well, I just think the title of it is misleading. When I'm thinking about a voyage, I want some like bes- behind the scenes stuff. show me. And I know they're not going to get in detail about it, but show me the rift between John DeFilippo and Mike Zimmer. Show me some arguments between players, maybe a training camp fight or an OTA fight here and there, but with it, there's just a bunch of past and present player interviews with Anthony Barr, Fran Tarkenton. Uh, there were some other guys included, and it's just like a huge Q and A to me. And there's really not no documentary on the team last year like it was led on to be. And that's what I think about with the voyage.
0: Okay, Miles, bring us home. Uh, can can you can you salvage this? Can you can you bring it back? Are You gonna give us some positivity? Do you feel like maybe they use some seasoning on on, on the piece of chicken no. that you got or no?
2: maybe some salt but i mean they probably i don't know i don't know <laughs> no um, I, so my my biggest problem is like you look across the league all these different teams they're putting out their own versions of like hard knocks and all or nothing they're taking they're taking the fans and everybody through like a day in the life of or like a a season a season like taking us through their season their their off-seasons programs Getting to know players on a personal level, um, getting to see behind the scenes work of coaches, GMs, like you know all that stuff. Like getting getting us to see some of the, like the Colts took us through their entire uh, draft process. Getting to see like see them talk about some of the prospects, some of the things they're looking for out of their prospects, stuff like that. That's really cool to me. It's really interesting. They and they sold it off as that. They didn't they didn't try to make it anything more than what it was. And then the Vikings, they they give us this thing called the voyage where <laughs> they try to sell this as like it's supposed to be like an all or nothing or a hard knocks, where like we're going to get in-depth uh, understanding of like what of what the Minnesota Vikings do behind the scenes, what the um what the players what the players are like, what, you know, getting to know, like we got to hear a little bit about the Garrett Bradbury pick and stuff like that, like how they didn't they they were worried that he might get taken before their pick or that they were going to trade back if or try to trade back if he he didn't land if he didn't uh fall to them whatever like that's cool like I like to see that kind of stuff but I want more of that and they don't do that Like to Jared's point all we see is them talking about talking to former and former players and doing basically just basic interviews everything's all bright and shiny and talking oh we were 8-7-1 last year so that wasn't good enough which obviously but like that's it. Like it's all. Otherwise, it's all positive, and not that it needs to be negative. But my issue is it, just, it doesn't feel real. It just feels so staged. Like it, at least with some of these other teams, at least you see some of the realness that's coming out of like some of the frustrations and stuff like that. We're not seeing any of that in the voyage. We're just really seeing a 13 minute documentary of like they're making this like seem like it's like a movie, but they're giving us 13 minutes of like nothing content to me.
1: Yeah, Miles. Can I can I, I pick it off that point? Actually, Miles. Can I pick back off that point? Yeah. So, I think the reason why shows like All or Nothing, or um, Hard Knocks, or just these shows that really dive in depth, and not that you only just want to see players fight or get angry at each other, but I think I think there is something about um, players, you know, really getting at each other or coaches yelling at. Where you can really truly see the passion behind why these, uh, players, coaches, whoever do this and put their bodies through this, put their minds through this because it is hard. It is a grind for each and every one of them. And it's hard on their families and stuff. And you want to be able to connect with all that stuff. I don't want to always see the happy-go-lucky, oh, we were just, you know, a few plays away or this. Like, no, I want, I want to see, I want to see the heartbreak because I, as a fan, felt that heartbreak. So I want to know that the players felt that, too. I want to know that the coaches feel that, too. And when you just show it in a way where it's all about, you know, everything is good and happy and, you know, we're really striving. We're going to be so much better this year. Like, I don't only want to see the work. Like, I also want to see, like, I want to see them, like, screw up. So, um, you know, like, then, then I can feel that they they are really truly working towards this goal.
2: Yeah, like, like, take us behind the scenes a little bit. Like, take us through some of their, their off-season meetings where they talk about player personnel, where they, they talk about, like, the status of the, the, like, the state of the roster and some things that they need to improve upon. Take us through some of that. Like, obviously, they're going to edit out the things that they don't want us to hear. I understand that. But, like, at least take us through some of it because, to me, there's nothing of the talking about what needs to be better, what, like, the things that, like, they need to do... Or, the players they need to bring in the the style of impact of like a Gary Kubiak like none of that like is coming across here like give us give us that like information give it, like take us through some of that process of why like in their meetings like with uh when they decided decided to hire Kevin Stefanski why they decided to go out and get Gary Kubiak like take us through some of that stuff like like I said like I know they're going to edit it to make To make it very fan friendly and we're not going to hear certain things. That's fine. But take us through some of that stuff behind the scenes. That's always fun. At least for me, it's really fun to hear teams take you through their process so that you like at least better understand what they're looking for and the things that they want to do.
0: Uh, I guess listeners, let us know. Uh, Do do you agree? Do you disagree with the uh, with the take of the gentleman here uh, that that the voyage is a is undercooked chicken that is lacking seasoning? That's it. That's all. That is this week's episode. If you do have thoughts on uh, any of the, the takes that were laid down in this episode, do not hesitate to hit us up on Twitter. Uh, Brown Jason, Climb underscore The Pocket, Miles Gore 85 Saxy Prince, J. Reed NFL. We'd love to hear from you, and if we don't, we hope everyone has a great long weekend. And We'll be back ramping up for the regular season next week. Have a good one. Talk to you soon.